0: But this show will continue to help you understand the things that affect your health while looking for unexpected discoveries along the way. It will also explore thought-provoking ideas and questions, like this one. And so, gluten. Uh, when I first got into practice, uh, functional medicine practice. Well, actually, I had a, I had a, I had a really, really interesting case years and years and years ago, and like in the early 1980s, where, where I had a person who uh, had a, a car accident. I was treating her for musculoskeletal problems, um, as well, I was treating her for this car accident, which was neck pain, migraines, it was low back pain. She kept getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, she kept coming back. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and you know, at some point it was like, we're not helping you. And I'm not sure why you're getting worse because I do this with other people. and and, uh, and, and the, the manipulation, the therapies, the types of things that you would treat a person for for a car accident, rehab, those types of things. And they said, that, so I mean, we're missing something here. I have no idea what it is. She disappeared, as she should have. And, uh, and then showed up five months later, and, uh, and first of all, looked marvelous. Lost like 50 pounds. Uh, the tenderness was gone from her neck. The tenderness was gone from her back. She was showing up for an adjustment. I, and as those of you who watch me know, that, that I'm a chiropractor also. I've practiced chiropractic for quite some time. But at that time, that was my full practice. And she came in for an adjustment and said, Well, you know, I just need an adjustment tweak in my neck. And I'm, I'm standing there like, Who are you? Like, I didn't even recognize her. She's like 50 pounds less. And she's asking me for adjustment, same adjustments that used to make her worse. She went to a local alternative doctor here in Reno, and this was 1983. And he, he told her to get off of wheat, okay? It was wheat back then. She said, I got off of wheat and this is what happened. Uh, I did not believe her <laughs> and I knew the doctor, uh, actually knew him very well and, and subsequently had a communication with him and he explained to me wheat and, and, its, and its sensitivities and, and the dramatic effects it could have on, on physiology. And I just kind of like thought he was like, I, I thought, okay, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't wheat, okay? Well, it was. It was. It turned out that that young lady, in retrospect, had a severe gluten sensitivity, and there are a lot of various aspects to gluten. Uh, and I'm not going to like do the whole look online and get every single aspect of the gluten protein and discuss it and make it a whole book. But the bottom line is, is gluten is a is a huge. Um, it's not just a. It's not just a protein. That creates abnormal physiology in our immune system. It also happens to be an excruciatingly trashy carb. So I'm going to talk for just a few minutes about gluten in a functional medicine practice. I'm going to talk about gluten in uh, chronic conditions and chronic diseases, which is which is is just my practice. My practice is the great mystery disease practice of like, I got pain everywhere, it moves here, it moves there, but all, I've been to 26 doctors, but all of my all all of my, uh, all my tests are normal. You know, so some of my colleagues call it the mystery disease practice. So gluten's a big part of that. Gluten has, is potentially a big part of that. And I wanna clear up a few things on gluten. Okay, so gluten, without getting into it too heavily, gluten's a protein that's found in wheat. It's naturally occurring. There's a lot of different theories as to why it's becoming a big problem. Uh, and, and you can find them online. I'll just hit a few of them. One of the theories is, is, is that we're modifying, we're genetically modifying it so that we can um, make more wheat and feed the world, okay? And, and, and that's uh, a nice thing to do and it's very altruistic. The way that we can feed the world is because now we can use more of the toxins that we put on there to uh, kill the bugs and then we're able to make more, more uh, uh crops larger crops and and thus make more wheat okay problem is is the genetically modified wheat uh gluten is what's called a very sticky protein okay we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes but the sticky protein is why it's used in everything it's why it's used in soy sauces it's why it's used in cake mixes it's why it's used in uh, pizzas and everything It, it sticks things together okay it also, because of that stickiness, it also has a significant propensity to damage the inside of our intestines. And as the, many of you un, understand that the inside of our intestines is where 70% of our immune system, it has a significant profound effect on our immune system a lot of the time. Uh, gluten uh, also is, uh, so, it's a, so it's a sticky protein, and, and, also, and also the chemicals, so it's also theorized. And I think properly so that the chemicals I'm, I'm hearing on I'm hearing on the radio now. So this is April nineteenth, uh, 2019. twenty nineteen. I'm hearing on the radio right now uh, uh, some of these lawyers who uh, do these national um, uh, these uh, lawsuits where everybody is involved and everybody kind of jumps on board. But it's now being advertised that Monsanto is known that that Roundup was a problem since 1981. And and uh, so if you've had cancer, if you've had these types of things, then let them know and, and you can get it in a lawsuit and they can win it and you can get four bucks out of it and they'll probably <laughs> get a lot more. But it's just now that that's starting to come out and it's been known for quite a while that the toxins very probably are contributing to the gluten issue. So, and, and there's other things, but those are those are kind of the two main things. So gluten is found in uh, uh, so gluten's found in in wheat, it's found in uh, barley, rye, and it is also found in oats. It is not naturally occurring in oats, but still to this day it seems like oats are being processed in the same um, in the same facilities and on the same equipment that is processing the wheat and the barley and the rye and so it seems like oats are pretty consistently across the board a problem. Don't eat if you're if, if you're going to listen to me and not eat gluten, okay? Then don't eat oats unless it absolutely says these are gluten-free oats on them. And I understand it now. Some people are coming out with those products. So gluten, gluten in the in the uh, in the clinical perspective, okay? So it's a sticky protein and it has chemicals on it. We eat it, okay? We're talking so it goes in our mouth, and uh, if you're like most people, you chew your food three times, and then it goes so it doesn't really get you know broken down. It's 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 uh, a lot of the testing on gluten is based on the protein in the gluten being broken down so that there's uh, less mass for things to cling to. And for them to have less effect, so if you you know, so chewing would be a nice thing, but most of us don't. And then it gets down to our stomach, and that makes it harder on our on our stomachs to digest it. So if we if if we haven't chewed it enough, or if we don't have enough hydrochloric acid, because we're because we're stressed, or because we have a thyroid problem, or or, or we have bacteri- bad bacteria in there, these proteins don't get broken down and this is a third aspect of gluten that a lot of people aren't very aware of which is when the gluten protein doesn't break down it becomes much more available for even more toxins to cling to it and create significant cross sensitivities other food sensitivities that can really really be confusing to the person so gluten in this so so those are the those are kind of the mechanisms of of the gluten messing you up the uh um, when I first got in, started doing functional medicine, which, and I was, I've said it many times, I, I was definitely in the very first, first, first group of, of, of functional medicine practitioners years ago. And uh, we thought it were really hot when we would like, people would come into us with fibromyalgia and we'd go, okay, you're going to get off of gluten. And people would argue with us and they go, it's in everything and it's gluten and this is stupid. And it's like, it's like, why? It's stupid. It's like, how could that be causing my fibromyalgia? And, and on and on and on. I don't, I rarely, rarely, really get that anymore. But <clears throat> but I got a lot back then. And then, you know, certain people would not do it. I thought, oh, I'm, the, I'm not gonna do your program because I'm not getting off gluten. Okay, well then don't do it, you know. But uh, but the ones who did, we had a number who, you know, a percentage, maybe 10, 15%, maybe 20, that actually saw a huge difference just getting off of gluten. That was our diet. It was like, get off of gluten. And then people would get off of gluten, they'd feel so much better, we'd go, oh, Look at us. We really know what we're doing. We're like, you know, we're like the smart guys and that was it. But then we had a lot of people got off of gluten and they didn't get any better and they didn't have any changes. And in the beginning it was confusing, but now that we're starting to understand the mechanisms that occur, we now understand that some people, even though they might have a sensitivity to gluten uh, or they might have a condition in which they should not be eating gluten, and I'm not sure yet if, I want, if I'm on the bandwagon of nobody should be eating gluten, but I think I'm inching it more and more towards that. Um, these, uh, 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 there's other things that will let us know if you should be off of gluten. So in other words, we had people who got off of gluten, there was no change, and then they wanted to get back on it because obviously there was all their favorite fruits in the whole world. And uh, and then we found out later on that them getting back on gluten was sabotaging a lot of what we were doing because of this abnormal breakdown of proteins, gluten was, was, even though it wasn't making a huge effect in their physiology per se, it was helping them to develop other food sensitivities, other cross sensitivities, cross sensitivities to other grains. This is where you look online and go, okay, get off all the grains. Now maybe may be okay, but you may not have to do that if you figure out which aspects of of, the, of which grains are, are okay for you and which not. But, the, but gluten can cause cross sensitivity to other grains. So we started to realize that if you got off of gluten and, and you didn't have any change, there was, you either had cross sensitivities to other grains or you had cross sensitivity to other, to other, uh, other non-grain foods because gluten has a big factor in leaky gut, leaky like gut, is stress hormones, Leaky gut is poor hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Leaky gut is, is, poor, is all those things causing poor bacterial dysfunction. Leaky gut is poor valve, but leaky gut is heavily, heavily, heavily contributed to and/or caused by gluten in a substantial portion of cases. When people come into our office, <clears throat> I just say, just know, you're going to be off of gluten. I, 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 I think I attend you know two or three seminars a year from people who are my colleagues, people who are my mentors, people who I respect, people I know who are in the forefront of this, have been for years. They're doing the research. They're doing the research at Harvard. They're in practice. They're taking care of the most difficult patients. And they start off off their seminars by saying, just want you to know, I know you just paid $700 to come here and you're sitting in this hotel that you're just paying some ridiculous amount of money for per night to come and hear me talk and you're gonna eat in your expensive restaurants. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, don't eat any gluten. And I'm gonna tell you this, gluten is the devil. And that's how they started off. And, the, and they're like, if you're not going to take all of your patients that come off up in your office, uh, off of gluten, then a lot of what I'm gonna tell you this weekend isn't gonna work. Uh, that's proven to be the case, okay? I So gluten is, so gluten is, uh, uh, it, it is the, most obnoxious it is the most severe food sensitivity that we know of. Corn is now starting to be called the new gluten. Um, I am seeing evidence of that, but this is about gluten, and, uh, and, and and right now I think gluten is still out front in in being the most re, like the most challenging uh, food, the most aggressive uh, protein that we put in our body. And it also happens to be a trashy carb. So if you're eating, so if you're on two or three, um, if you've got diabetes type two, and you're taking two or three blood sugar medications, but you're eating like pizza and you're eating uh, and you're drinking beer, and you're you know you're probably not drinking beer if you're diabetes type two. But if you're if if you're if even if you're even if you think you're doing well with your carbs. But you're still eating gluten. That gluten's gonna that's gonna keep your it's gonna keep your blood sugar up, be more so than a lot of things that you might be uh, more likely to think is gonna keep your blood sugar up. Gluten, um, the the, uh, the I, I brought one I, and I brought one thing here. So that, I mean I'm not having as much trouble with this today, but I did bring one thing in just to say, I have I have a I have an article in front of me as of April the 10th, 2019, and this art and this is the internet. Okay. Like the internet is, is like still, it's the wild, wild west. Okay. Anybody can say anything on there. It's anybody, anybody can make things sound like they're really great. There's still people on the internet that are gonna make their position that you should be eating gluten, that it's ridiculous, that those of us who tell you not to eat it work some sort of whack jobs or something like that. And, and then you'll find that they have their magic potion to uh, to have you be able to eat gluten, I know years ago Whitaker, Dr. Whitaker, who is, is he's got his stuff out there, and I know years ago when the gluten thing became big, I got the big flyer in the mail, and the flyer said, "You don't have to listen to these people to tell you to get off of gluten because even though you are bad when you when you get you get bad after you eat gluten." We have the magic pill that'll help you to eat gluten. Now we have that magic pill too. In fact, my mentor was the guy who developed the first one and it's got an enzyme in it that, that, that disengages that, that, that breaks down the gluten protein in your gut. So in theory, you're not going to get, uh, you're not gonna get an effect from gluten if you, if you eat these. Now I have celiac, okay? And and even the hardest of hard rock heads in the medical world go okay. I have celiac. I should be off of gluten. Uh, I take that pill. I take that pill. I'm taking that pill now, before I eat, while I eat, and after I eat, because it's just hard to not get gluten into your system, and I'm very very sensitive to it. But for those of you who don't have that type of definitive, like I have celiac, so I'm never going to eat gluten again, what I'm saying, it's more easy for you to be to be kind of like swayed buy something that says, no, you can eat pizza and pasta and beer and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, and, and and no problem. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. These things are meant for accidental exposures. Dr. Witter puts this thing out. Uh, I'm sure he made like a, a, a good chunk of money on it, sending it all over the country. Certain people found out it didn't work, never bought it again. Maybe other people, it did work for him because they didn't have much of a problem. Maybe they didn't need it. Who knows? But I would be aware of these products. I would. I have a Gmail in front of me from, of all people, my wife, who thought this was an interesting, uh, who thought this was interesting for me to read, mainly because, hit this this article cites very very prominent people such as Deepak Chopra, and, the, and it and it cites a, uh, a a debate between Deepak Chopra and Doctor Pearl If you're not familiar with Doctor Pearl Motor, he's written Brain Grain. He's written. Uh, uh wheat belly uh, uh, b- uh brain maker all about gluten all about gluten he's 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 shown up on pbs he's a very well-known neurologist mainly because he was brave enough to step outside of his medical model and go no these people are right this gluten is screwing up i'm a neurologist <clears throat> and this is why a lot of the people are coming into me it's causing them it's causing them brain fog. It's causing them. It's it's contributing to their migraines and, and their memory loss and so on. So okay, so so uh, so anyway, so these people argue, gluten is is fine. It's not that we're, it's not gluten. It's not the wheat. And they say, if you really want to get to the bottom of the problem, the key is hogberry. That's what the key is. The key is hogberry. And and. If, and then you know, on the next page, it's this special offer. I wanna send you a special report on how you can gain better natural health. I mentioned this because this is popular in the gluten, in the gluten world because everybody wants to eat you know, gluten because it, it, there's an aspect of the gluten protein that goes into your system and it actually stimulates the same receptor sites in your brain as cocaine, which is why you wanna eat it, okay? It's like you're addicted to it. So, okay. So that's gluten in general, gluten in application to your problems. Um, This is a, I I basically, this is a, this is probably, I'm getting nothing for this and I've X'd out the patient's name. Okay, this is probably the best test in the world for finding out if you need, if you need to cut gluten out. Most of the gluten tests, the blood tests are terrible. They are not accurate. They own, there's, there is, um, there's 25 aspects of the gluten protein that need to be evaluated to determine if you're allergic to gluten if you have it's called Cyrex Labs okay I get no fiduciary I have no fiduciary like connection to Cyrex Labs but this is the best test and I think it it's 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 like it's like 80 or 90% accurate which among testing for food sensitivities is very very good except it's not 100% accurate and that's what I need but the point I would say is, is there's 25 different aspects of the protein that needs to be tested and then they, and they, they test it. And if like this person has just like four of them, this person should never eat gluten again, okay? The blood tests test one of those, one of those. So the chances of you getting a blood test and being told that you are okay to eat gluten when you're not okay to eat gluten is substantial that, that you would be told you can eat it when you can't also this this test brings me to the next point there are a couple of things at the bottom of this test that test for transglutaminases now i only run this test for two reasons i will run this test if the person is going to be a rockhead and they're going to go no well i I, i'll get off of gluten while you're treating me but then i'm going to go back on it so this will this will give the person some hardcore data going not doing more so the test will also tell us potentially what it is that the person is what the gluten is affecting. So there are there are, micro, there are these, these things called transglutaminases. And these are enzymes throughout the body and they, they basically fold in different ways and, and they help you to process proteins properly and they can affect your immune system if, they're, if the proteins aren't folded properly. And, and so, but basically, there are microbial transglutaminases and if, and if, if the gluten comes in and it is attacking one of those, it is causing one of those enzymes to develop uh, antibodies to those to those particular microbial um, uh, um, transglutaminases. That will cause autoimmunity. Okay, so gluten can actually cause autoimmunity. There's a there is a very known, well known now. There's a very well known thing called molecular mimicry between the gluten protein between the uh, between the proteins on uh, on your thyroid. They're actually metabolites on your thyroid and metabolites on something called your cerebellum. Cerebellum, you just gotta know, di- just know dizziness, vertigo, balance, stiff neck, blurred vision, um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and overreactive stressors, th- that's cerebellum, okay? So basically, the, the you can eat wheat, it can affect these, these, these transglutaminases in, 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 in these microbial transglutaminases, and, be, and then they'll create an immune response. And because you have metabolites on this gluten protein that look exactly like metabolites in your thyroid, that look exactly like metabolites on your cerebellum, all three things can be, can be uh, attacked at once. This is very, very um, well known and common and expanding understanding of autoimmunity, okay? And so you, so you eat gluten and all of a sudden you have gut, you, maybe all of a sudden you have got problems, all of a sudden you have th- all the thyroid symptoms, all of a sudden you have all the cerebellar issues, you go to the doctor with 26 different uh, with twenty-six different symptoms and they go, yeah, right, you got all these symptoms. Uh, all your testing is normal and so on and so forth. These were the people that we would take gluten away from years and years ago and all of a sudden everything got better and, and they thought it was a miracle and the doctor thought that the person was a hypochondriac. So there are these ch- transglutaminases, there are tissue transglutaminases. They number them. There's one called tissue transglutaminase two. If, if you find that this one, it comes up on you on one of these tests, you have celiac. This is the, 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 even in the medical model, this is the test that they use to confirm if you have celiac. If you have tissue transglutaminase three, then it's very possible that you're eating gluten and it may be affecting your skin, your hair follicles, it may be flaring up your eczema, it may be flaring up your psoriasis, it may be causing your, your, your atopic dermatitis, your eczema, and, and, and those types of things. And then there's a tissue, transglutaminase four. This is the one I run it for most, just for me, because we do functional neurology as well as functional medicine, and we, do, we see a lot of neurological problems. In fact, I have a case right now I was working on this morning before I did this, and, and, um, and I'm gonna run this test on her. And, and, and she has cerebellar, Neurological issues, sh- symptoms. She has she has symptoms, uh, of of in fact, I'm not going to go into the case too much because I, she may end up watching this. But but um, she has neurological findings. Okay, this will tell us if those findings are hitting your brain, if it's hitting your nerves, if it's hitting your peripheral nerves, and 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 it'll tell us if this is a component of what's actually causing that neurological finding. I did have a. A dramatic case of this years a couple of years ago, uh, a couple sisters and they both had a, 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 a an immune attack on their thyroid and their cerebellum, and we confirmed that by testing. They had been to multiple research hospitals. They had been to some of the most famous hospitals in the country. We took gluten away from them. They weren't able to walk. They would walk one day, their legs would go weak. This is called cerebellar ataxia. Their their legs would go weak and um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the next day they would, not and then they would, and then they wouldn't. They, they had what was called gluten sensitive ataxia. The gluten was actually attacking their cerebellum. Are these things rare? You know, not in our practice, they're not rare. There's varying degrees of how much the gluten can affect you. So you could have significant gluten sensitivity and just have mild dizziness and, and, and stuff like that. Um, or you could have severe gluten sensitivity to the cerebellum and not be able to walk on days when you eat too much gluten. So gluten's mostly known um, as, as affecting the gut. So when we talked about gluten, everybody goes, no, I don't have a gluten problem, my, my gut's fine. So if gluten's affecting your gut, then you probably have celiac. There, there's a little bit more nuances to that too between older patients and younger patients. But, but in general, if it's if it's affecting your gut, at the very least you know you're, you're, you're having this uh, microbial transglutaminase thing that we talked about before and 75 percent of your immune system in your gut so it can affect autoimmunity or it can directly cause a be causing a problem in your gut. so, so but 70% of the time the gluten response is not in the gut. 75 percent of the time the gluten response is in the brain, on the skin, in the peripheral nerves. So you can get burning in your feet. Now, most of the time people come in here and get burning in the feet. <coughs> it's usually gonna be a component of a small fiber neuropathy and frequently it's gonna be blood sugar, but guess what? It can be autoimmune, and it can be gluten. And it's actually called gluten, gluten-sensitive peripheral neuropathy, small fiber neuropathy. Um, so you can get an attack in your brain. You can get, it, it can be severe to your cerebellum or it can be brain fog. I, I can't, I just can't think I, I just, my memory is going, I can't find my words and stuff like that. It can flare up autoimmunity. So maybe you have autoimmunity, maybe you have chronic asthma or something like that. And, uh, and, or, uh, and or the skin issues that we talk about and you're not connecting it one day, your skin issues flare up and you go like, well, I'm not stressed because most people will have psoriasis or, or eczema or something connected to stress, but I wasn't stressed. How come? It, how come it blew up? It could be an exposure to gluten because this transglutaminase shows us that it, that it can affect your, uh, your, your skin, your hair, those types of things. So, so gluten's pretty complex. I mean, I don't have like, I, I do have hours and hours to go over it, but I'm not going to do, <laughs> go over for hours and hours. Because once you have the framework of this, then you can kind of go online and maybe you can be a little bit more well-armed. In my world, person comes in here, they're not getting off of gluten, um, we're not treating them person comes in here and they tell me they're not getting off a of gluten. All, they'll get off of gluten, but they're gonna go back to it because they're not convinced. They're getting this test, okay? If they have uh, it's some really mystery neurological diseases, they're getting this test. The test is called Cyrex Array-3. I forget how much it costs. I think it's like 220 bucks or something like that. So for the amount of data that you get out of it, it's 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 actually pretty reasonably uh, uh, reasonably, uh uh, price test, but the reality is, is the vast majority of my patients, it's pretty much, I got off of gluten and I felt better. And that's what I'm getting today. And now and people today are coming in here. They're already on the paleo diet. They're already on the ketogenic diet. They're already on the, I'm off a of white and sugar diet. They're already on some diet. <clears throat> the vast majority of them have tried to get off of gluten and a lot of them just go, I got off of gluten, felt better. That's all I need to know. I don't need to run an expensive test once they tell me and that, uh, that, that they've had a positive response to gluten. So I think that kind of summarizes everything that I really wanted to say to gluten. This is really more the clinical aspect of it. This is really more the legit. I'm not here to argue whether gluten is, is, is bad or not. I gave you a little bit of an example of people out there who'll be happy to sell you a product because, uh, because we think that this gluten thing is a bunch of crap. Let me tell you, it is not a bunch of crap. I've been doing this for a long time. It is a key component. When people come in here and they say, "Well, I can't," I, I, you know, "I can't do your program because I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, or I can't afford it, or I don't have time, or whatever it is." Okay, they'll ask me, "Is there anything I can, Is there anything you can tell me to do? And the answer is usually no, because because there's not much I can tell a person to do without examining him and doing the history. If you've been watching this series, you would you would know why I say that. But the one thing I I can tell them is they, I can say, "Listen." Get off gluten and see what happens. Some of them are going to get off of gluten and nothing's yeah. going to happen. Others are going to get off of gluten, they're going to feel a little bit better and others are going to get off of gluten and they're going to be that 15% that thinks it's a miracle. You have chronic problems, you have chronic conditions. If they're in the realm of anything I just got done saying, get off the gluten, Get don't get off the gluten for three days, get off the gluten for three months and 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 see what happens and eat and, and that's, and that's the one piece of advice I can give people who, uh, who just ask for what is that one thing you could tell everybody. There, this is for all the of those that want to know if we're keeping something back from you. There's one thing I can tell everybody, which is, which is get off the gluten. It's not gonna hurt you. It can only help. And I, like I said, I'm kind of moving towards gluten like probably isn't a good thing for anybody, but right now for my patient population, it definitely is a non-negotiable um, dietary change. So, so that's gluten, and uh, I hope I hope that this is helpful to you. If you're if you're enjoying this, then then you know please don't miss next week. Next week is kind of a big big deal in most people's uh, uh, journey to wellness. So, okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for watching again and uh take care this will conclude the episode thanks for tuning in if you like what you hear please leave a comment and subscribe thank you